Hi, this is Emily. And this is Maddie. And this is Spill the Mead. Spill the Mead. Welcome back to part two. It's part two. It's part two. Yep. And Sarah is still on her bullshit. Yeah. Um, we love that about her. She, mm-hmm. God, I really do love her. Um, I don't know if I met her in person. I was just going to say <laughs> if that. If we would, like, be friends. That, yeah. I think if I met her in real life, I'd be like, oh, my God. You're the most. Yeah. yeah I but. can't. But reading about her and like yeah. listening to a story about her is fantastic love her yeah love mm-hmm. it like literally don't love, love it. anything with animals no no yeah don't love that um, but yeah i don't know i'm we're just gonna assume the best and hope for the best really because that's so vague and in between these parts um emily looked at some pictures of her too so yeah, she, she she's could, hot she's so hot yeah she's well she's like not even like hot she's beautiful classically beautiful there yeah. that first picture you saw of her is my favorite that's yeah. the first one i'm gonna post um oh god i just she <laughs> classic beauty oh we didn't look at any of her art which i need to see her oh, art yeah I'll but also like end. she looks like art like she looks like a a sculpture. Oh, yeah. Like She's some Greek sculpture or something. Beautiful. Yeah. Um, so you could see how she's so in the spotlight. Mm-hmm. And she loved it. She loved being in the spotlight. But she, that whole, you know, notion now that celebrities have, we're like, oh, any press is good press. She was like, no, I don't really like the bad stuff that people say. Oh. Yeah. So um, she would often write letters to, like, newspaper editors responding to, like, negative reviews of her acting or people would, like, speculate about her weight and stuff and she'd like write in um sometimes she would just you know she'd sue him because it was less effort she wouldn't have to talk to him that way like she didn't love bad press and she was real spiteful so mm-hmm. if we remember from the first episode um alexander dumas who was a big supporter of her and a friend mm-hmm. a personal friend um had called her a broomstick because she was so thin mm-hmm. a lot of people called her that and when she got wind of that she just wore tighter fitting bodices like she was that person oh. so every time she would Good see that she wore stuff that would like accentuate like her frame even more yeah uh, one critic commented on her nose like mm-hmm. her uh. large nose and the size of it. So then she only had her picture taken in profile. So that yeah, photo bitch. that you saw, that, that profile, love. yeah, uh-huh. like that was one of her profile ones. Like, oh, oh you, oh, you don't like my big nose? How about no? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I'm Which, only gonna take pictures of this big old nose. Oh yeah, take that and like, and that was a beautiful picture. Oh, and her favorite. nose looks amazing on her. It's it amazing. Fits her. Ugh, it does. Yeah. I didn't. No. Even, I wouldn't even call her nose like big necessarily. And I Honestly, love a big no. nose. Yeah, I love it. No, and it really doesn't. No, she's look. beautiful. Yeah, people would make comments about her wild frizzy hair, and she's not straightening it. Like she doesn't give a fuck in that way yeah but if you criticize her acting or something she's gonna like write to the paper you know yeah Yeah, she's just kind of spiteful um at one time when she was performing in front of a particularly intensive american audience because go us um she reportedly stopped like literally midway through a speech and was like if they don't be quiet i'm just gonna die in the second act instead 
and this whole thing's gonna be over oh like, my god i'm fucking sick of it yeah like she's just a little bit of a yeah, diva i love she's, it it seems like sarah's always doing too much a little god, bit. yeah like just everything sarah's mm-hmm. doing everything yeah like i yeah but she had this like crazy super memory obviously she's in like so many plays but she once memorized the lead that she had to play in 72 hours like a lead for an entire play yeah um she would tell people she's like i don't know she's like i i can sit there memorize the whole thing and immediately after just dump it like she's like i've done phaedra it's fidgety like i've done them so many Mm -hmm. times and if you told me to recite something right now i can't like i i don't know yeah she's like one of those like compartmentalized people like you'd cram for the test and dump it Mm -hmm. um another fun quirk she had she was real obsessed with chairs um yeah I don't know. Just all chairs. This is like a very obscure fact. You have to like dig for this one. So you're welcome. (laughs) She would like fill up like her apartments or wherever she was staying with just like chairs. Okay. And like once after she took um, a hot air balloon ride, she like wrote a book (laughs) called In the Clouds, Impressions of a Chair. And the whole thing was told from the point of view of this chair that's in this hot air balloon. I don't know. Yeah. So How random. Yeah. I don't know. There's that. Um, she was also like a very sore loser. Um, uh, that does not surprise uh, me whatsoever. I bet she's a sore winner too. Oh, probably. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, this, this right here pretty much tells us that. So um, at her giant house, they would always like have tennis matches and other games like that. And like the first rule, like the house rule was like, she's declared the winner every time oh whether she God. did or not oh that's she wins. so annoying yeah <laughs> i she's mm, she's mm, a lot mm. um i told you that she would become really known for her role as hamlet yeah and every time she played hamlet she would use a real human skull for the famous scene she she just yeah. had it okay. at home you know to be or not to be yep. scorpio yeah and then um she was a strict vegetarian also which uh, today it would be vegan actually but back then oh. it was known as vegetarian but she avoided dairy eggs meat all of that wow. she yep which was pretty you know few and far between back then yeah no um, kidding yeah her diet was cereal fruit nuts vegetables all of that so she's she's quirky. She's doing she's doing her her thing <laughs> too much. She's doing a lot, um, and that's going. I, I wanted to bring in some fun Sarah fluff right there mm-hmm. before we get into this fucking shit show. Okay. Yeah, this whole shit show. If like the book of her life was called Sarah Bernhardt, this fucking chapter that stinks like shit would be called Damala. Because that is this fucker's name. So oh God. when she was 38, she's only 38 right now, by the way. Um, she met the super handsome, super devious Greek diplomat Aristide de Mala. So this guy was described as, quote, handsome as Adonis, insolent, vain, and altogether despicable, end quote. Ew. Yeah. Um, Damala's previous affairs with married women had been so fucking chaotic and destructive. Two of them ended in divorce. One ended in suicide. (gasps) And it got so fucking bad that the French government had to fucking ask him for the love of God to get the fuck out of Paris. (laughs) Like, 
this guy. And Ew, yeah, he got kicked out worst. of Paris for his dicking. Yeah. And Sarah is like, I want your syphilis so bad. Oh, like, no, she, Sarah. His syphilis she is not worth it. it. Oh, she wants him so bad. So she, like, I don't know. They start seeing each other. Okay. Um, she eventually, again, we're, I don't know. She's charming. I don't know. She convinces him to just, like, quit politics altogether and be an actor, too. Jesus. Yeah. What? What? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And okay. He's also fucking horrible. He's a horrible actor. <laughs> but he's hot. But he's terrible. But okay. she's going to get him work anyway because she's Sarah Bernhardt. You yeah. know? Yeah. So they get married. <laughs> I don't know. Whoa. Whoa. Fuck. Wow. Okay. This is the one that she's going to marry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, with Sarah's record of decision-making skills, I mean, this this sort of is on par. Oh, yeah. Her friends asked her, like, in fact, they're like, why in the fucking world do you want to get married, A, but B, to this guy? Why? And she literally said, because marriage was the only thing she hadn't experienced yet. So, like, might as well. You <laughs> Fair know? enough, I guess. Yeah. So, their relationship was completely awful. Um, yeah. He was terrible. Um, she was yeah. very successful. He resented that. He was so cruel to her. He made fun of her whenever he could. Brought her down whenever he could. Oh. He would, like, sit front row of her performances and, like, make faces at her and stuff. Like, he was just... What a fucking dick. Yeah, he's so mean. Um... Oh, he's also, if, you know, just to add a cherry to his little shit Sunday, he's also just on morphine. Like, just that's good. This whole time. Yeah, yeah good combination being a dick and being on morphine yeah. all the time. Good, so good, good. He starts sending Sarah's money to his fucking mini mistresses oh my that God. he has. All while Sarah's just still like trying to find him work and shit. And so she finds out that he's sending her money to these mistresses and confronts him because Sarah. And he fucking loses his shit and says, you know, fuck you. I'm going to go to Africa and join the Foreign Legion. Bye. And he left. Bye. Yeah. And she's like, oh God, okay. And so he fucking leaves... For seven years, he's gone. And she's just kind of, like, living her life, you know, like, still married, still acting, whatever. Yeah. Seven years fucking later, this asshole shows up on her fucking doorstep, just haggard, on drugs, ill, penniless, looks like fucking shit. And he's like help me and she's like okay i have this great role for you come in like let me like nurse you back to health man and so yeah so she gives him a role he's in this play yeah i yeah oh i was really hoping she would like invite him inside and it was like a trick no he's in this play he looks like fucking shit like fucking shit he's like that's the only thing he had going for that him. That was the only thing, yeah. Mm-hmm. He looks like death. And he's exhausted. He he looks old. He's confusing his diction. He's forgetting his lines. It's it's awful. He also can't act. So, I mean, the whole thing is just a shit yeah. show. One critic, because the, the critics were awful, but I picked my favorite one because there were, like, paragraphs about how bad this guy was. Oh, my God. One critic literally just said, he makes us feel sick. Like, that's it. That like, sums it up That's right how there. bad this guy is. So, he, one performance, he was mocking her in the front row, as he always does, in front of one of her former slash current lovers. Wait, it, so he comes back after seven years and he's on his same bullshit? Same bullshit, yeah. 
Yep. Hide it. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So he's sitting there mocking her, making fun of her. And so the lover that she, you know, was now with, she's married, but he was gone, you know, whatever. She wasn't, yeah. she was not going to divorce him. This marriage was never that serious. No, she wasn't going <laughs> to divorce him because this is one of those times where she's like, no, I'm Catholic. I'm not, I don't do divorce. So if you're wondering why the oh, fuck did she stay with this guy? you should have taken it a little more seriously when you yeah. got married if you're going to take divorce that seriously, babe. Yep. So she ain't divorcing okay. him. So, um, He's making fun of her and stuff. This lover sees this happening and goes over there and beats the fucking shit out of him. And everyone. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) That. Everyone's like, yeah. Yeah. So what does he do? What is what does he do? He picks himself up and he drags his morphine riddled body over to her house and breaks in and starts flipping her furniture and shit like doing the fucking toxic boyfriend thing yeah like it's just a complete no i feel like we we all know modern day versions of sarah of this dickhead like yeah and she's still staying with him his morphine addiction yeah she is getting worse everyone's like okay but maybe now you can divorce him and she's like no because i'm catholic and it's like sarah but be jewish like now is the time like gosh you like you're so about it like Uh be so about it now exactly you know i don't know where i don't know too much about the jewish religion i'm not sure where they they stand on divorce i would assume if you're like a Hasidic Jew or very Orthodox. I don't. Oh, I don't think that yeah, they would be. Probably not. But her mom's a courtesan. Yeah. So I don't know. May, they seem a little. Or is she lax. just a, re- a rebel? I don't know. I don't know. Well, but then her her mom's mom was the very Orthodox Jew who was looking after her mm-hmm. son. So I, I don't know. This is in the early 1900s now, right? Um, no, this is still late 1800s. Late but yeah. 1800s. Okay. Yeah. Um, hi, if you are Jewish and know anything about yeah. <laughs> um, Jewish people's stance on divorce in the late 1800s, yes. please come in and spill the me on, on everything. everything. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, his morphine addictions continuing to worsen. Later that year, um, he keeps like leaving, like coming back, leaving. So she hears that he's overdosed on morphine. Um, so she goes and hurries to his bedside because she's just a great wife. And she just nurses him until he dies oh at age 34. Whoa. Um, yeah, he was young. Um, younger than her. That's right. That's a trend with her. Um, but he dies at 34. She has him buried in Athens, you know, because he was Greek. Aww. And she sent a bust that she had made of him to oh. be placed on his tomb. It is gorgeous. That's going to be the one I post. I'm going to post the okay. Damala one so you can see her sculpting. And this is so beautiful. He did not fucking deserve this. I was just going to say that he did not deserve that. Oh, God. All it's, her kindness no. in general. It's called, uh, this sculpture is called the Funerary Portrait of Jackis Damala. And it's beautiful. Um, every time she toured in the Balkans, she would always make a detour to go visit his grave. No, he and until, that no, he does not. And until the end of her life, she would sign all all of her official documents, Sarah Bernhardt, widow of Damala. Like, she's just loyal to him. Wow. Yeah. 
Like, huh. what a shit storm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, fuck that guy, but at least she's free of him now. Mm-hmm. And that was her <laughs> yeah. she that was her experiencing marriage. There you go, Sarah. She <laughs> How'd you like it, yeah. Sarah. Spoiler alert, she's not doing that again. That yeah. was a one and done. No, that's good. I um, hope she doesn't marry anyone yeah. again. So she's out there doing her thing now. Um every time she gets a little low on money, she just does that whole tour thing. She's like, up, oh, get, yeah. get a little low. No, better that's a go. Good idea. Uh, better go tour. But I'm wondering how she's getting low on money. Like, girl, how are you spending so much? She lives an extremely lavish lifestyle. Like the mansion, she just keeps hiring more staff. Her clothes are insane. We're going to a a little bit later. I tell you, like the amount of shit she brings with her on these tours. It's it's insane. Um, But yeah, so about every three or four years, she gets low on money. She goes on a tour. This, This is just how she lives her life. Oh, it's right here. Um, Her personal luggage for Mm -hmm. these tours. Here we go. Um, You ready for this? 45 costume crates for her 15 different productions that she's going to put on. 75 additional crates for all of her offstage clothing, including her 250 pairs of shoes. She carried a trunk for all of her perfumes, a trunk for all of her cosmetics and makeup, and a whole other one for sheets and tablecloths, her five pillows that she has to have with her. She's a fucking celebrity. Oh my god. Um, Yeah. So she takes all of that with her on this tour that she's going on but after this tour she comes back with something else it's not syphilis it's a really bad injury to her knee oh so we're not going to talk about her plays because again there's too many we can't yeah we just can't touch on it but we are going to talk about one and it's called la tosca because this is the injury play. So when Sarah Bernhardt returned from um, her first tour, she received an invitation to return to the Comedy Francaise, like I had mentioned in part one. Mm-hmm. Um, the theater management was willing to forget the conflict of her two previous periods there because she's a little bit of a problem. And they offered her a payment of 150,000 francs a year. Oh, shit. And the money appealed to her. And she's like, okay, yeah, well, I'll negotiate with yeah. you. Let's, let's start negotiations. So... The senior members of the company completely protested the high salary offered. Um, one of the one of the senior members of the company said, quote, Madame Sarah Bernhardt is 43. She can no longer be useful to the comedy. Moreover, what roles could she have? I can only imagine that she could play mothers. End quote. Oh my god. So I think we all know that that starts Sarah. the trend of <laughs> celebrity women basically don't exist after the age of thirty, or you have to just pretend that yeah. you are in your twenties. Yeah. Basically. And we all know Sarah enough by now to know that she is like so fucking offended by oh, this. She's statement. not taking that lane now. No, she broke off negotiations. Good for her. Yeah. Um so she didn't need it anyway, because at this point, a playwright had written La Tosca for her. Okay. They're like, hey, I want I want this for you. Mm-hmm. Here is this for you. She's like, absolutely. So this, of course, featured a prolonged and extremely dramatic death scene at the end. Yep. Um, it was super popular, critically acclaimed. People loved this. She played um, the role for 29 consecutive sold out performances. Wow. So this was all sold out. All sold out. Wow. Yeah. Sarah fucking Bernhardt. Mm-hmm. Um, so in this death scene, she was to jump from a parapet 
which is um, this low protective wall along the edge of a roof, bridge, or balcony. So okay. we've all seen them. I had to mm-hmm. look it up. I was like, what's a what's a what now? Yeah. Um, but on this time, the mattress underneath her was misplaced, and she landed directly on her knee. Um, Ow. Yeah. Like, fucking ow. Ugh. Um obviously wasn't good started to swell sarah being sarah refused medical treatment like said absolutely not yeah um she didn't learn from that whole no insurance thing Uh, she's not gonna go get it checked out oh no so yeah um that's where i'm gonna leave that for right there for right now put a pen in it um this whole issue and latoska with her knee all of that it's not over but we're gonna get back to some nice things first so yeah um so her knees hurt but she's she wants a theater now. Like, being in it's not enough. She yeah. wants it. So she pays... Se- You're wondering where her money goes. Here we go. 700,000 francs to purchase the Théâtre de la Renaissance. Ooh. Mm-hmm. So she is now the artistic director and the lead actress for her own theater. Mm-hmm. Um, she is doing everything herself from finances to the lighting sets, costumes. She's in eight performances a week. I, she doesn't sleep. Leslie like, freaking nope. Leslie freaking nope. Mm-hmm. Literally. So in this theater, she enforces a rule that women in the audience, no matter how wealthy or famous they are, you're taking off your fucking hat during the performance because it's big and the rest of the audience needs to see the show. Fuck you. Take your hat off. Oh, okay. um, she also eliminated the prompter's box from the stage because actors need to know their lines. It's your fucking job. Like, I'm not, I'm not putting okay. that up there. Yeah. Um, she also gets rid of the commonplace practice of hiring clackers in the audience to applaud stars. And if you listen to part one, which I assume you did because this, it would be weird if you did it, <laughs> um, you will remember and be like, huh, Maddie, that's weird because I thought that you said France really looked down yeah. on stars. Yeah, they do. I don't fucking what? know. I don't know, okay? Oh, that's real hypocritical. Yeah, but she's going to go ahead and get rid of that, which, good. That's fucking, I don't understand. Like, no. I don't understand. Um. Another big iconic thing that she does at this time is um, it's iconic to Sarah Bernhardt, whether you know it or not, because we've all seen this. But she's going to use this new technology of lithography to produce these vivid color posters. So she first ends up going to just a printer you know, in Paris. She goes running in with her sketches and ideas. She's like, oh, fuck. I have a play. Gizmonda. I need these posters now. I need it now. Mm-hmm. And the printer's like, I can't. Like, there's no printers here. I, I, don't, I can't help you. Oh, shit. And she's like, oh, shit. I don't know what to do. Yeah. But allegedly, um, one Czech artist by the name Alphonse Muka uh, was just in this print shop. And he he overhears this whole thing, allegedly, and he just whips up a little little sketchy poo, allegedly, for her, for her play Gizmonda. And she's like, oh, I'm obsessed with this. I'm obsessed with you. You're my my fucking guy. So Muka is now her guy. Alphonse Muka is a huge Art Nouveau artist. Like, he is like iconic okay yeah um, 
But yeah, so he's going to continue to make posters for her performances for the next six years. Like I said, he is iconic in the Art Nouveau movement. We will post some of his photos. He also has the Zodiac piece, which I completely love. I did not realize that it was him and this all overlapped. Anyways, I had a personal Maddie moment and I loved it. But you'll recognize this guy. They work together. And in um, a lot of his artwork is his most known artwork is like posters of her plays. And so you'll see like Sarah Bernhardt, like her name all over his stuff. Yeah. yeah. It's really cool. Um, And he's going to continue to design her posters and eventually expand his work to include like her theatrical sets, programs, costumes, and like jewelry props as well. Um, But that was just a little side note because he's cool and they're cool and I love their friendship. But Sarah is busy as shit. In five years, she is going to produce nine plays and a lot of them are successful. Some aren't. Um, Some of her not so nice critics is that she was childishly egotistical. Oh. Um, Some said that, quote, she does not enter into the leading character. She substitutes herself for it, end quote. Oh. She had a lot of, yeah. She's like typecast, maybe. Yeah. Well, and it's like, yeah, I I get what they're saying, because if you guys... Um, Emily, you haven't yet because we record this in advance, but Mm -hmm. you will know what I'm talking about. And you guys, if you were on our social media and saw the little teaser that I posted of the video of her, um, because she does film acting as well. So luckily there's some silent films that survive. Like you'll see her motions in it. Like she is a lot. So I can see where like in that role, she was playing Queen Elizabeth, but you're not looking at that role being like, that's Queen Elizabeth. You're like, that's Sarah Bernhardt. Exactly. One of those, which I mean, I don't. I don't hate, but some critics do. And that's just business, baby. Yep. That's that's the theater. Um, but despite her successes, her debts continued to mount. Um, what? How, Sarah? She's in a two million uh, gold francs worth of debt by the what? end of 1898. Yeah. So uh, she's forced to give up the Renaissance, the theater, because <laughs> like she's just oh in so my much gosh. debt. I know. I don't. I don't know. She's just a lot. Was it not successful? No, it was. She's just a fucking spender. Yes, she is. So now she's like, well, I'm, I guess I have to go on another world tour. I'm out of money and I just had to sell my theater. Mm -hmm. But before she left, she heard of a larger theater in Paris that was for lease. And she's like, wait. Oh my God. Maybe I can buy that. No. Yeah. So this theater had 1,700 seats. Twice the size of the Renaissance, which Ooh. would allow her to pay off the cost of performances more quickly. It also okay. had an enormous stage and backstage so she could present several different plays a week. And it was originally designed as a concert hall, so the acoustics were like excellent. Okay. Yeah. So, long story short, it's Sarah. We know she's buying this theater. So, yeah. on January 1st, 1899, she signed a 25-year lease with the city of Paris. She was already 55 years old at the time. Oh, but she yeah. went ahead and signed this lease, yeah. Um, okay, that's yeah. a choice. Yeah, yeah, it is. That's a real choice. Um, she renamed it Teatro Sarah Bernhardt. Because, oh. yeah, 
Like, why the fuck not? Yeah. And then she started renovations on this motherfucker. Oh, my God. Because oh, you, you have the money to do that, right? <laughs> uh, spoiler alert, this all works out really well. Okay, Like, good. she pulls this I off. I'm so glad. Okay, These renovations good. are insane. The facade was lit by 5,700 electric light bulbs, 17 arc lights, and 11 projectors. Oh, my God. And that's, like, just in the facade. She gutted the whole interior, replaced <laughs> the red plush and gilt with yellow velvet and brocade and white woodwork. Ooh. Love that. Um, the lobby was decorated with the life-sized portraits of her in her most famous roles, painted by Muka and mm-hmm. other artists. Her fucking dressing room. Oh, of course. So, Sarah. Of course. It was a five-room suite. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which yeah, was... was. Um, all of it eventually was decorated in Empire style. Okay. Um, it featured a marble fireplace um, with a fire that Sarah kept burning year-round. Mm-hmm. Um, a huge bathtub for all of the flowers uh, she received after the performance to be put in. Um, a dining room that could seat 12 people where she entertained guests after the final curtain. And it you could just fucking live in it. Yeah. Like, this sounds like an apartment. Oh, my God. Like a big one. Beautiful. It's probably yeah. bigger than my house. No, yeah. I wonder mm-hmm. like what the other dressing rooms were like. I don't yeah. know. Um, and this is... She's going to kind to hang out here in her in her later years because like okay. i said she's in her 50s now yeah um yeah so even like in her later years it didn't so much matter like when she was 45 she played joan of arc who was 19 oh like yeah yeah uh-huh. so she's she's mm-hmm. doing this shit um and one of the plays she was in her stage mother was 14 years younger than her <laughs> She's still doing, sure. still doing the Latosca scene. And people are just still eating it up. Oh, people love it. Yeah, people okay. fucking love it. She's Sarah Bernhardt. Um, she starts making Sarah Bernhardt souvenirs, <laughs> like statuettes, medallions, fans, perfumes, postcards of her and her roles. Like, why the fuck not? Her biggest fan is her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, to earn more money, she set aside a certain number of printed posters for each play to, like, sell to collectors That's and smart. stuff. Like, she's smart she's mm-hmm. like Ugh, i just i love her um she's also going to start this series of farewell tours too like in her later life um and in the beginning because of the um franco-prussian war and all of that she mm. said like i'm never going to germany i'm never touring it fuck it oh, okay in her later years she she does eventually oh. go there um she actually received an invitation from the french ministry of culture to take part in the first cultural exchange between germany and france since oh, that war wow yeah so okay. she went to that uh she performed 14 times in germany the kaiser attended two of those performances and ended up hosting a dinner in her honor like all right she's yeah god she's just captivating mm-hmm. i want to i want to meet her like yeah i want to know like god i just yeah like about her yeah i'm like obsessed i fucking love her Mm -hmm. um during her german tour she did begin to suffer this agonizing pain in her right knee yeah no kidding yeah so she was forced to reduce her movements in some of these plays now oh no yeah while she was in germany like that no she hates it um a german doctor took a look at her knee and actually said like you need to stop the tour like immediately wow yeah like you need to have Uh surgery on this thing followed by i would recommend at least six months of complete immobilization of this leg her leg is fucked up and she's just been ignoring it this whole time um and she was like yeah i promise you 
German doctor. When I get home to Paris, I am going to go straight into a doctor. I'm going to get this whole thing figured out. No, you're not, Sarah. But right now, I just need to keep doing the tour. No, Sarah. So she keeps <laughs> touring. She's no. doing it. Um, she's torn. She's putting on plays in France, on tours, everywhere. And she's uh, not she's... going back to a fucking doctor. No, <laughs> she's just in roles, all kinds of roles, wide, <laughs> wide ranges of roles. She also taught acting briefly um, at the conservatory, uh, but she found the system there too rigid and traditional. Oh, of course. Yeah. Um, instead, she took the aspiring actresses and actors from there like into her own company mm-hmm. and trained them and used them as unpaid extras and bit players and that kind of thing. Um, she also, during one of her American farewell tours, yes, I said one of them, I was so confused by that. <laughs> oh, I was like her farewell tour. She had like Bye so many. <laughs> she had like four American farewell tours. <laughs> I don't know. Um, you but can't take her seriously. No, she ended up playing for inmates at San Quentin. Randomly. Okay. Yeah. Like, sure. Yeah. I don't know. Um, so the tour is continuing to South America uh, where Ooh. she's going to perform La Tosca in Rio de Janeiro. So as always... She leaps during this no. death scene from the wall of the fortress to plunge to her death. And the fucking mattress wasn't there. What? It, it just wasn't. It wasn't it there. It just wasn't there. So here's the thing. So I spent way too much time on this because I'm like, well, I have that wrong. You know, like how, how could they just twice? Because like- I, and I looked because I didn't want people out there to be like, well, you miss you misunderstood that because it also both times sounded like it was La Tosca in South America too. Yeah, I looked it up. The first time she hurt her knee was La Tosca in eighteen ninety one, ninety two. In there during that tour, this one is in the nineteen hundreds. It happened twice, which I thought was weird. But when you're doing a thousand, literal thousands of plays. I guess the mattress is going to be. Chances are that yeah, at some point, twice, you know, oh, like if she was in two plays and the mattress was misplaced twice, it's like I don't know what to tell you. I guess you just yeah, isn't for that'd you. Be some terrible luck. Yeah, but like someone's like, out to get you. But so it's, it's just kind of yeah, the odds are stacked against her a bit. Yeah, so she landed on that same knee. Oh, she well, fainted it from pain and was taken from the theater on a stretcher no. to a local hospital where she refused treatment. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. She got herself back to her ship, sailed from Rio to New York, <laughs> and when she got back to New York, her leg had swollen so badly that she was immobilized in her hotel for 15 days before they would let her return to France. It's almost like you should have listened to the doctors from the get-go. Yeah. If she'd treated it, like, right after it happened, yeah. should probably bought- all would have been good. Should have bought that insurance, Sarah. Yeah. She is not learning. No. Um, so yeah, so there's, there's that. She's, she's, I, I don't know. Um, in moving right along in 1906, um, in 1907 for that year, the French government finally awarded her, uh, the Legion of Honor, which is like this big, you know, award <laughs> that, okay. they, that they give to like different, um, different groups of people. So oh, okay. she got this for her role as a theater director. Oh, but not as an actress, which is weird, That's right? That's really weird. Yeah, I thought so too. And I was like, why? 
<laughs> let me tell you why. Um, at that time, the award required a review of the recipient's moral standards. Uh-oh. Yeah. And Sarah's, <laughs> she's like a pass. Yeah, and she has like a lot, like I said, a lot of lovers, a mm-hmm. lot of, you know, stuff going on. She's sleeping in coffins on, you know, yeah. posing on dead whales. Yeah. It's not looking good. Um, but... Hey, they gave it to her. They couldn't not give it to her, you know? So Mm -hmm. there you go. She deserved Um, it. She ignored that little bit of a snub, you know, that, Mm -hmm. oh, sorry, you're immoral. And she's like, whatever, I'm going to play my same inoffensive and controversial characters that I'm always playing. I'm Mm -hmm. I'm just going to keep doing it. Um, She she was like, it's weird. (laughs) Got it. Because French, they look down on superstars, but have clackers out there supporting. But then like, oh, my God, she's so scandalous. But while all this is going on, French newspapers are encouraging school children to like view her personification of French patriotism and stuff. It's like, I don't do you like her what? or not. Yeah. yeah. But then like, freaking mind. she's such a French patriot, but she's Jewish. It's like, you guys, yeah. oh, man. give her a fucking break. Yeah, she's too. just doing her own damn thing. Yeah. But despite the injury to to her leg she's still going on tour no every summer when her own theater was closed um during one tour she took along a new leading man um who people might might know i'm not very good at silent film stars (laughs) but uh, he was apparently um one uh lou lou telegen Telegant? Yeah, he's very handsome. A very handsome actor. Uh, He was actually the model for the sculptor Eternal Springtime by Auguste Rodin. Like, he is that hot. Um, So he was her co-star for the next two years, as well as her escort to all events, functions, and parties. Yeah, you know it. You know what it is. Mm -hmm. Um, He wasn't a good actor. Um, she, she just loves those bad actors. She loves those handsome subpar actors. <laughs> he had a really strong Dutch accent too. Oh, um, oh man! But he was super successful in roles where he could take his shirt off. Like that was it for him. Of course he was. Yeah. Like yeah. He he was that guy. He, he was the thirst trap. Yeah. Uh, He's like, for performances. He's like up there trying to do scenes. Someone's just out there like take your shirt, shirt off. off. <laughs> like God. That's oh like my God. We have we have those now. Yeah. Like we do. Mm-hmm. It's like Channing, stop trying to pop out. It's here. Take oh your fucking shirt God, off. Yep. Okay. Thanks. I'm just getting Channing Tatum's a good actor. I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Anyways, but um. It, it, she's she's hitting that though. She's tapping Good that this whole time. He's like twenty years younger than her. Oh. We love that for yeah. her. Wow. Um, she also starred in some films. Like I said, remember that teaser. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many clips on YouTube of her like films that she did. Mm-hmm. If you didn't catch my teaser clip, look it up on YouTube. She's I love the Queen Elizabeth one. She just discovers um that's the clip that I posted. It's she's just discovering um the, the Earl of Surrey is dead mm-hmm. and that his ring is missing and how she like walks into this room and oh like I'm gesturing really big right now you guys can't see it but Emily can <laughs> and she like falls on his bed and, like oh my god it's like oh so my- much yeah um so definitely look that up if you're if you're feeling Sarah Bernhardt um so that brings us up to now she is 69 years old and her leg mm-hmm. Is not fully healed. Go oh, fig. I wonder why. Go figsies. Um, now she's not even able to perform an entire play. She can only do acts, like selected acts of it because her leg is so bad off. Yeah. Um, 
She also separated from her co-star and lover of the time, Lou Telligent. Okay. Um, I'm sorry if I'm saying his name wrong. Um, the tour ended. He stayed in America. He's going to briefly become a silent movie star. Okay. Um, I've, I've, his name seemed big, so I guess maybe he was good at that. Yeah. I'm not sure. Um, but even with her successes, she's still short on money. Still, Emily. Um she made her son Maurice remember him. We haven't really mentioned him. Yeah, wondering wow, okay. what he's doing this yeah, whole blast time. From the past, there. Yeah, he's been with her this whole time. Wow. They're, yeah. Cool. Um, she made him the director of her new theater. Oh. Um. So she let him use the receipts of that theater to like pay off gambling debts. Um. Yeah. This is where a lot of her money's also oh, been oh. going. Um. Eventually, she's gonna have to like pawn some of her jewels and stuff to pay bills. But I mean, she's still fucking Sarah Bernhardt. Yeah. celebrity status like just the spender. world knows her she's a literal literal superstar um but that brings us up to world war one is starting now um i said there was going to be more war here it is and she's sarah motherfucking bernhardt a national treasure pretty much and so they're worried that she's going to be a target oh, and so okay. the minister of war asked her to move like to a safer Whoa. place yeah, because like they're they're gonna be coming for you. So she left for a smaller villa, and there her physician, because she saw one, Emily, is like, "Hey, what the fuck are you doing, Sarah?" Yeah, and she's like, "I don't know." And he's like, "Let me tell you what you're doing. You're getting fucking gangrene in your leg. You oh have gangrene God. all over your leg." Mama. Yeah. So she gets transported to Bordeaux, mm-hmm. and a surgeon amputates her leg <gasps> almost to her hip. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Was it worth it, Sarah? Um, <laughs> no. So Sarah, being Sarah, oh, again, we know her. We know her now. Uh-huh. Um, you think she's gonna get an artificial leg or crutches or a wheelchair? Absolutely fucking not. She's not doing that. Instead, love it. God, I love her. I love her, you guys. <laughs> Instead, she crafts. This chair. She likes chairs. Oh, she's a chair person. Um, I don't <laughs> even want to say chair throne. It's more of a throne that she designed that's supported by fucking two long oh shafts. Oh, my gosh. So two men, men can carry yep. her mm-hmm. around. I love her. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So she had this chair throne decorated in the style of Louis the Fifteenth with oh white sides God. and gilded trim. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> Love so, so much. much. Um, so yeah. Anyway, she got her leg amputated. After that recovery, she returned to Paris, and despite that loss of her leg, she continued to go on stage at her theater. Like she's not stopping. Good scenes were arranged so that she could be seated or supported, like by a prop with like her leg kind of hidden. Out of okay, sight. nice. Um, in between these, like I said, Emily looked up some photos, but I wanted to look at them first because I didn't want her to know about the leg. Oh, yeah. And so I previewed them. I was like, I just wanted to make sure. But there's no way she was going to let you see that her leg was amputated. Oh, there's yeah. no fucking way. Uh-huh. And sure enough, um, they're not on, on Google Images anyway. Okay. Um, but she performed this very patriotic scenic poem because it's wartime, right? Mm-hmm. So patriotism is running rampant. <laughs> so she started out like seated while she recited the poem. And then at the very end, she like hoisted herself up on her one leg, leaned against the arm of this chair and yelled, weep, weep, Germany. The German eagle has fallen into the Rhine. And everyone's like, Wah! and like just loses their shit. And like, I don't oh my know. Gosh, the, yeah. Like fucking 
fucking fireworks. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's true, but I imagine <laughs> but, that that was, yeah, was probably like chilling yeah. to see. Um, so then she joins a troupe of famous French actors to travel to literal battlefields to perform for soldiers. Wow. Yeah. Which is like, ah. The most French thing I've ever heard. Like, <laughs> yeah, <actually. laughs> like literal battlefields. Like, yeah, they're the actors were literally like hearing artillery oh and my stuff. God. Like, they are in this shit, and the French soldiers are just sitting there having having a play. You yeah. know, like it's so French. I love it. Um, she was propped on pillows in an armchair, reciting her patriotic speeches all over the place. Um, another act- actress present at these events described her performance. I love this. Um, She said, the miracle again took place. Sarah, old, mutilated, once more illuminated a crowd by the rays of her genius. This fragile creature, ill, wounded, and an immobile, could still, through the magic of the spoken word, reinstill heroism in those soldiers weary from battle. Oh, wow. I just love her. Like I can lose her leg, but her power's not gone. God, I just want to see her like yeah. in like just f- acting like yeah, face to face in person God. yeah um so she returns to Paris, makes two short films on patriotic themes because war oh and gosh. patriotism. She's still just going. Yes. And now she's going on her final American farewell tour because I don't understand what a farewell tour is apparently. But this nope. is her last one. Even though they're like, the you final shouldn't. Farewell. Yeah. They're like, you really shouldn't like cross the Atlantic, man. There's like submarines, like oh, German yeah. ones, you know, like, oh. come on. And she's like, no, I'm going. The yeah. tour. Or the theater. So she gets over there, and while on tour, she gets diagnosed with uremia, and she has to have a kidney operation. Oh, not good. So she gets that kidney operation and recovers in Long Beach. She's stuck there for just months. Oh shit! Yeah. And while she's there, she's writing short stories and novellas for publication in French magazines. She's like writing them and sending them back. And then in 1918. She recovers and returns to New York, gets on a ship to France, and she lands in Bordeaux on November 11th, 1918, which is the same day the armistice was signed, ending World War One. Ah, is that like look at symbolic? That. Yeah, like, crazy. Um, but she's really sick though; like oh. she's not doing good. Oh, okay. Um, it's 1920 now. She's back to acting in her theater. Wow, not stopping. Now she is only performing single acts. Because she has to. She's slowing down. For her curtain calls now. Um, so her curtain calls that she used to do, she had this very specific way of doing it. She mm-hmm. would, like, come out. Um, and then she would stand super still with either her hands, like, clasped under her chin or, like, on her cheeks. And mm-hmm. she would just stand there, like, still for a while. And then all of a sudden, she would, like, jet her arms out to the audience, like, all, you know, like, yeah. uh, kind of thing. Like, again, love it. I uh-huh. just I just did it, and I felt so empowered. Yeah. Like, I love it so much. <laughs> and so now, because, you know, the leg, um, she would stand balancing on one leg and then, like, gesturing, like, with one arm, you know? So, like, balancing, mm-hmm. like, still doing her, like, little, oh, God, I just, yeah. I love it. Oh. I'm, I'm, like, moving really far away from the mic, but I just, I really love, yeah. like, the <laughs> dramatic like, to the audience oh, yeah, like all the drama oh, of it God, i love it um so she stars in a new play 
mm. called a Daniel that's written by her grandson-in-law. Um, she's in just two acts of this one, um, but she's still in it. And then she took that play and other famous scenes from her repertoire on one more European tour and her last tour of England, where she gave a special command performance for Queen Mary. Whoa! Yeah, followed by one last tour of the British provinces. She's literally 76 in oh touring. Oh my gosh. Yeah. She's not fucking done, everyone. Oh one year gosh. later, she's in her last tour of the French provinces now. Not to be confused Whoa. with the British ones. Yeah. Um, later the same year, she produces a new play. Oh and, my gosh. And one more, two plays. Um, and then she continues to entertain guests in her home. One guest, this is my favorite quote about Sarah Bernhardt. Again, I'm sorry there's so many. I, they're just all no, so I good. love them. Um, one guest in her home was a French author who described being served coffee by her. And let me fucking tell you, this person is an author. Okay. Here's the quote of just Sarah serving coffee Jesus, like mm-hmm. the things that people say about her. Oh. Yeah. Um, the delicate and withered hand offering the brimming cup, the flowery azure of the eyes so young still in their network of fine lines, the questioning and mocking coquetry of the tilted head and that it indescribable desire to charm, to charm still, to charm right up to the gates of death itself. Wow. I love that. Yeah. Like that desire to charm stuff. Oh, that describes Sarah to a T. I love I love that. That is the best quote about her. Yeah. What a fucking summarizes her, honestly. Dude. Like Jesus. Um, in 1922, she began rehearsing a new play because she can't stop, won't stop. The night of that play's dress rehearsal, she collapsed like just falls over and goes into a coma for an hour like not good usually people don't recover no. from that and when she woke up with that coma all that she said she opened her eyes and said when do i go on like oh my god Sarah Bernhardt. she recuperated for several months her condition started improving and people are like god she's she's still going she, and she's you, just like a little old lady yeah they're like do you want to play cleopatra she's like fuck yeah i want to play cleopatra <laughs> okay and so they're like okay we're going to make this film you know cleopatra um we're going to pay you ten thousand francs a day Ooh. do you know how much dollars that is a day because they gave me an exact date. Here it is. Ooh. That is $176,600 a day. A day. In today's. In today's. Oh terms. my gosh, that's. I fucking wild. can't handle it. And she's oh like, my gosh. Well, listen, I would love to do that, but I'm too weak. I can't travel. They're like, don't worry about it. We're going to bring it to you. So they bring to a room in her house this entire fucking film studio all set up lights scenery cameras all of it just in her house so they can film this but she would never get to film it on march 21st 1923 she collapsed again and five days later sarah bernhardt the divine sarah the eighth wonder of the world she is the eighth wonder of the world passes away reports said that she died peacefully without suffering in the arms of her son 
which is oh, like that is what we needed. Beautiful. That is no, probably exactly the way she would want to oh, go. My in the whole arms heart. Of her son. Yeah. At her request, oh. her funeral mass was celebrated at the Church of Saint Francois de Sales, which was the church she attended when she was in Paris. Oh. The next day, thirty thousand people attended <gasps> her funeral to pay their respects. Wow. Yes, an enormous crowd followed her casket from the church to the Pierre Lachaise Cemetery, pausing for a moment of silence outside her theater and then going to the... Now, this, like, makes me want to throw up. Last September, I was at the fucking Pierre Lachaise Cemetery right there and didn't see her goddamn tomb right there. And I looked up a map of like where and how fucking close I was to it. Uh-huh. I could have walked right past it and not even seen it. Oh my I, god. I hate my life. If uh-huh. you are not familiar with the Pierre Lachaise Cemetery in Paris, it's very intense. This cemetery is huge. Did you go to it by chance when I you didn't. were in Paris? Okay. It's the eeriest, craziest. I'm going to post a photo. It's huge and old and there's a waiting list to be on it. There, there has been. Whoa. Um, only certain people can even be buried in this place. No, I mean, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, There's you, only so much space. <laughs> right, yeah. You, like, important people. You have to be, like, government, actresses, yeah. things like that. Um, you had to have lived in Paris at one point, or you had to have died in Paris, or okay. else you're not getting in. Yeah. Um, Jim Morrison's buried there. He died in Paris. I saw his grave. Oh, whoa. Yeah. Yep, he found in a bathtub in Paris, died there, buried. He got to be buried there. Yeah. <gasps> so very strict rules. Um, families, because of that long waiting list, families are kind of buried on top of each other a lot of the time oh, in these shit. huge tombs. And these tombs, these aren't like, God, like some might be headstones, but that's not what we're talking here. These are tombs, sarcophaguses. Oh, yeah. Most of them are like those telephone booth type things right. where you can enter them and stuff. Yeah. And when you're there, it's so creepy. Oh, my God. Mike and I were talking about like it was like a cloudy day and everything. We're like, if it was just a tiny bit foggy, this would be it. It's so mm-hmm. old. Like it has those that old like stone, you know, that you're walking on. And a lot of the graves are like kind of falling apart you can like <gasps> look into them it's some it's some shit and if you are if you're not one of these certain very important people after like a hundred years they can like dig you up and like replace you oh my god and like these why i missed her she's off the beaten path so is jim morrison you have to like kind of walk back because there's it's just massive this okay, gravestone yeah. is massive so i'm going to post photos of the graveyard in general and her specific tomb um but that's where she lies to this day she's still there um even past the hundred years that sarah bernhardt's not going anywhere Mm -hmm. she's a french national treasure but i did want to take um some time here to just one more time touch on that jewish influence because Mm -hmm. she was so proud of her jewish heritage at a time where it wasn't easy to be right and i just admire the fucking ever loving hell out of that so um if you remember in part one i said we're going to get back to why she chose the name sarah during her two years of studying the acting style of this famous jewish actress rachel was regarded as like the ideal standard of acting okay um throughout her career Sarah would keep a picture in her room of Rachel. Like, she loves her. I 
couldn't find a last name. As far as I could tell, she's just known by Rachel. Um, Sarah and Rachel would be compared time and time again. They're both Jewish. Rachel became a celebrity in Paris mm-hmm. and London, you know, like the three, like they were just very they had ties. Yes. Yeah. Um, when Sarah chose to adopt Sarah as her stage name, she kind of solidified that they were going to be like her fame and Rachel's reputation are going to be linked like in this anti-Semitic type of way forever yeah. because Sarah and Rachel are very Hebrew names. Yeah, they are. And mm-hmm. like, I mean, if we remember, she was born like a Henriette. That's very French. Yeah. Like she went Sarah, mm-hmm. you know, and like that would that was a move. She yeah. did it on purpose. I love it. Their identification as um, Jewish women drew all these horrible, discriminatory, anti-Semitic caricatures uh, that were attacking them. People, you know, ripped on their appearance, their presumed greediness, all of these disgusting things. Um, Their Jewishness was further stressed in, like, anti-Semitic contemporary novels and these, like, pseudo-biographies people were writing about them at the time. Just fucking sick. Um... Like, yeah. wrong with people. No, I know. Again, I just wanted to touch on this because I did want to. Sarah Bernhardt really overcame all of this and had a great career, and I wanted to focus on that. But all of this was going on in the background. Yeah, and it's it's terrible. Um, after the Franco-Prussian War, Sarah was forced to defend herself against press accusations that she was German and Jewish and all this stuff. Like oh they were God. coming at her, and. Her her reaction to this, like the press, you can, the paparazzi essentially come like, Sarah, Sarah, I heard you're German, I heard you're Jewish, blah, blah, blah. And all that she said to them, like kind of put up her hand. She's like, Jewish, most certainly, but German, no. Yeah, yeah, like let's get it straight. Yes, I am Jewish, though. Uh She always was so loud and proud about it. I love that. And in a letter, because I love Sarah quotes, in a letter that she wrote in like connection to all these accusations and kind of ripping on her for like the way that she talked and like, again, her Jewish appearance and all of that, she said, quote, if I have a foreign accent, which I much regret, it is cosmopolitan but not Teutonic. I am a daughter of a great Jewish race, and my somewhat uncultivated language is the outcome of our enforced wanderings, end quote. Pretty much that the term enforced wanderings uh-huh. was, like, rejected. Like, we were forced to fucking move all yeah, over the place. Oh, yeah. do I sound different? Every, yeah, because everyone's so fucking anti-Semitic. Yeah, like, yeah. Hmm. We all talk different, We were everywhere we? because we couldn't settle anywhere because yeah. know, we're being assholes. I just, like, love the fucking irony that, like, when she had her fame and independence, like, she took her own fucking company around the world, turning this rejected wanderer into this internationally admired fucking superstar. Yeah, You know, like, her. I love that. Um, also, she did a lot for the Jewish body image. I barely touched on that in part one, too, because... At the time, um, specifically Jewish femininity was very curvy, robust, matronly, oh, all okay, of that. Yeah. And if you were thin, you were sickly, malnourished, like a little adolescent mm. boy. Oh, my gosh. Like all of that kind of thing. Sarah was thin, loved it, embraced it. Like mm-hmm. and no matter how many times like she was just getting like smacked in the face over it. She 
She was like, whatever. Make the bodice tighter. Yep. Fuck it. And like, she made it beautiful. Like, mm-hmm. that became like a new kind of standard of beauty. I was going to say, well, in the 1920s, like, at yeah. the end of her life, that was like, yes. It. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just saying she helped change that. She also, her one, one last thing I'm going to mention about you know, everything she did for, like, her Jewish heritage. She became a really outspoken defender of Alfred Dreyfus, who was a Jewish army officer at the time who was falsely accused of betraying France. Oh. Um, Yeah. This issue, like, divided Parisian society, like, down the middle. Like, it was a hot-button issue. Um, The conservative newspaper ran the headlines, Sarah Bernhardt has joined the Jews against the army with her supporting drive. Like, just all this fucking dumb shit. I know. It's insane. Her own son... Maurice, our precious Maurice, condemned Dreyfus, and he didn't talk to Sarah for a fucking year over this. Wow. And she just stuck to it, you know? Like, she just refused to conform loud and proud about who she was. shit. Yeah. Love, love that for Mm -hmm. her. And so I just, again... There's a lot of sources out there, too, like a lot of Jewish sources that have a lot on... Sarah Bernhardt out there. So definitely take a look at that. Um, I just wanted to touch on that, like I said, because that was such a big part of who mm-hmm. she was. Um, she also had um, a, a role in the new women's movement in Brazil, too. Because oh. um, like I said, she was in Rio de Janeiro. Um at that time, right before she got there, women weren't allowed in a lot of public spaces in Brazil. Um, this movement okay. started right before Sarah's tour of like, hi, but like, can we be? Yeah. Like, what, what the, the fuck? fuck? Um, she was kind of, you know, showing them like, hi, you can be in a profession that's like not a prostitute. Yeah. Like, look at me. I own mm-hmm. this theater. I own like... Men were showing up to see her, applauding her, like proud of her. Like, if she can do it, why can't we kind of thing? And she kind of like that big movement took place around this time. And she definitely had a hand in that. She wasn't like out on the front lines in Brazil or anything, but the Brazilian women saw her. Yeah. And was like, yes, that like that tour came through and really like got them fired up. So that Mm -hmm. was really cool, too. Um. After her death, her theater was managed by her son, Maurice, until his death in 1928. Um, It kept its name until the occupation of Paris by the Germans in World War II. Uh. And because of her Jewish ancestry, the name of the theater was changed to Theater de la City. The name was changed back to Beatrice Sarah Bernhardt in 1947. Yay! Then in 1957, became Theatre des Nations. What the fuck? Yeah. In 1968, it was renamed the Theatre de la Ville. What the fuck? Which is the name it has today. Uh, Which is like, can we like start something? (laughs) Can we start a petition? A petition or something? What do you have to do to start a petition to like change it back? Because is there one already? Like... I'll, I'll fucking look into it. that yeah. because I want it to be 
Theodore Sarah Bernhardt. Yeah. Like forever. It needs to be changed. Um, she also has a peony named after her. Like, it's beautiful. Cute. I'll post a picture of that too. Yeah, I want to see that. And I'm just going to leave it on one last Sarah quote. I had to find one to sum it up. Yeah. And this is, I just love everything that she says. Um, I'm going to leave you with life begets life. Energy creates energy. It is by spending oneself that one becomes rich. And that is Sarah Bernhardt. That's so Sarah. <laughs> That's so Sarah. That's, That's so, like so Sarah. Going to be our new phrase. <laughs> we say I'm when Sarah someone's Bernhard. over the top. That's so Sarah. <laughs> so Sarah. All right. right. Thanks for hanging in there. Yeah, that was so good. <laughs> I loved learning about her. I love she her. is so I know. wild. Again, I wonder. Her life is wild. If we would have liked her, if we would have met her in person. It's, I still think that I would not have. You think? Okay. I, I don't I, know. I'm, I'm like, I don't think. No, I probably would have liked meeting her. I don't think I would have like wanted to be friends with her. Yes. Yeah. But. That doesn't change the fact that I love her. I love her. Yeah. yeah I she's fantastic. Obsessed. I can't believe I lived this long on this planet without oh knowing about gosh. her. Oh, my gosh. Yes. I uh, wish I had always known about her. She's so. incredible. And I hope you all learned something. And if you had already known about her, I hope maybe you learned something new. If not, I'm glad it was a little refresher yeah. on the Divine Sarah. The beautiful. The eighth wonder of the world. The eighth wonder of the world. Stick around for a fresh cup. Bye. Bye. Now it's time for a freshity, freshity cup. Oh, yeah. Wow, you nailed that. I don't even have an echo. I put a lot of, yeah, a little, little kick into that one. Damn. Um, it's it's late. It's midnight right now. <laughs> <It's> midnight. <laughs> and I am, like, in bed at 9.30 kind of gal. Same. So, yeah. We have babies. You're going to yeah. be up at 6-something. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. We're tired we as shit. We have recorded into the next day. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. That's yeah. cool, though. If anyone, like, wants to watch our kids one day a week, so we can <laughs> hey, do this in, yeah, the, in, in the, the daylight daytime. hours. That'd be cool. That would be so nice. Get just to us. get this done during the day. Okay. Anyways, am I the asshole for kicking a server out of my wedding? I, 25 female, my husband, 30 male, and I got married last Friday. We planned our dream wedding down to our dream catering company. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you were trying to say something to no, me. I was, I was like, just fucking yawning like a psycho. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> My young face is a lot, everybody, so that's what she was wondering I was, like, if concerned. I was dyed. There, there was a little moment where I was wondering if, like, you were choking oh, on God, nothing. Maddie's having a stroke. Yeah. No, I'm just <laughs> yawning. Okay. Um, the wedding was beautiful after the pictures. We headed to our cocktail hour, and that's when I saw her. My guest were all told to wear dark colors, so my husband and I stood out. I also asked my guests to wear minimal makeup. Whoa. <laughs> I had assumed that applied to the sa- staff, too. The server. Why would you assume that? <laughs> like, literally, why would you assume? They're going to go by their job, like, yeah. whatever. They have a fucking uniform. Yeah. Like, you think they just have, like, different uniforms for what the bride requests? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Oh, like, God. already such a psycho. The server, <laughs> 19-ish female, had on clearly too much eyeliner. She had... <laughs> <laughs> this is my favorite fresh cup we've ever done. Like, what? It's so fucking petty. She also had diamond studs in her ears. What a, a fl- fucking slut. <laughs> 
fucking slut. <laughs> Absolute showed up like a hoe with earrings in Ew. at her wedding. She's gonna, she wants that groom in and around her body. Oh my gosh. The scandal. <laughs> um, she had a flashy ring on. <gasps> what the fuck is a flashy ring? I don't know. <gasps> Ooh, I found a segue into referencing Twilight uh. Bella's ring. That's a flashy ring. It's god-awful and ugly as shit. I'm so sad I didn't yeah. make it that far into the Twilight Saga. I am too. One day I'm going to force you to. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> You're going to love it or else. <laughs> and she had one of those ugly nose studs. Oh, Jesus. It gets worse and worse. God. <laughs> the staff's uniform was a black long sleeve shirt, but on her, it was too low cut and her pants were far too tight. <laughs> I'm sorry. I love this. I love it. <laughs> She's so the worst. The insecurity. Oh my god. Yeah. At your own wedding? Yeah. Girl, get it under control. If you're seriously worried that like everyone's checking this server out, you know. Oh like, my gosh. 19-ish female. I also like that she sized her up that hard. Yeah. I just love that this girl with her plain black clothes. Yeah. And just like regular earrings and like a little bit of eyeliner yeah. on. Is like hot. She was literally fucking hot. Literally just trying to look nice for yeah. her shift at yeah, work. That's all it takes, yeah. though. And you're like, <laughs> you bitch. <laughs> I've never heard of anyone telling people to not wear makeup to a wedding. Like wear light makeup. Like what? Uh, that is wild. Could you imagine like being friends with? I can't. Oh my gosh! I, oh, no, wow. I, it's a wonder that anyone showed up to this wedding. Yeah, it was super distracting. She was walking around serving drinks and talking to my guests. Oh, <laughs> disgusting. I asked another member of the staff to speak to their boss. When their boss came out, I pointed out the server and asked that she be dealt with because she was super distracting. Their boss apologized and called the server back into the kitchen. Not even an hour later, the server was back out and serving food for dinner. This poor girl. Oh, my God. The, the boss probably went back there and was like, I don't I'm know so what I'm sorry. supposed to do. But yeah. I, did you say something? Like, they're back there, like, trying to figure it out. Yeah. Like, I oh, wish no. that, like, the boss hadn't apologized Me too. to the bride and just been like, if that's, like, like, what? If that's all that the bride said... Well, yeah, no, I don't know. I was going to say, like, maybe he thought that she, like, the server, like, said something or, like, did or something. Yeah, maybe she, like, inferred that. Who knows? I don't know. Wow. Um, I called the boss over again and asked if the server could work in the back or go home. Her boss said that they were short-staffed tonight, so she would see what can be done. After a couple of hours of not seeing her, I saw the server again behind the bar. She's just I looking for her. Yeah. At your wedding. Like, girl, you're obsessed. Look at your it's husband. It's your own fucking wedding. Yeah. And all you can think about is a teenager. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. Look at your husband. This yeah. isn't about... Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Priorities are very skewed. Um, I called the boss out one last time and told her if the server didn't leave, I'd be calling the cops. <laughs> Whoa. Wait. What? <laughs> Literally... What are you going to tell the cops? Like, I She's need you to come hot. take this 19-year-old hottie out of my wedding <laughs> because she's wearing fucking diamond studs and an ugly she? nose ring. She has a nose ring in. <laughs> the boss finally relented and told the girl to go home. Yeah, she doesn't want to get fucking arrested. 
I mean, and she didn't even ask her to leave up until this point. She's like, can you please have her work in? Still fucking bitch move. Like, can you please have her work in the back? I'm calling the cops. Like, that went from 50 to 100 really quick. It was never at zero. Literally cannot imagine. Imagine calling the cops on someone because you think they're prettier than you. Like, that's the issue right now. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, are are you you good? Like at your own wedding your too. Own wedding. When there should be so many other things on your mind. <laughs> My husband and mother-in-law said I was acting crazy and that I probably <laughs> got a poor college kid fired over nothing. No. Oh. She definitely didn't get fired. No. no. The boss was like that lady was fucking oh, nuts. They are all laughing at this woman so hard. Uh-huh. They're like on her social media like dragging her right now and this girl's getting paid for a full show and just got to go home oh yeah absolutely like, she's no like no one's in trouble okay, here i'm gonna try to look even hotter at my next she, wedding and like her fucking husband knows about it like yeah. you told him like yeah. doesn't that like defeat the whole purpose here? yeah like that you're trying to do did like, you notice her hey hey honey did you notice how hot slut. she is oh look how gosh. hot she is run yeah. boy no my mother and maid of honor said it's my wedding so i can do as i please oh well that oh, makes good. sense okay. of why you are the way you are yep there it is it's my wedding and i don't want someone overshining me and the server should know she's at work and not dress up so much. She's literally wearing plain black clothes. Yeah. I don't know what to tell it's you. It's an eyeliner. Again, she just wanted to look nice for work. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, God. I do feel kind of bad because she was pretty young. Am I the ass? Okay, you want to hear some comments? I guess, Emily. <laughs> yeah, you go ahead and hit okay. me with some comments. I have nothing else. Yeah. I fuck. I can't do the worst is all. Oh, my gosh. She would be great friends with the lady from a previous episode who wouldn't let her husband go on a trip. Yeah. Because, like, to see his favorite band. Yeah. Because with his it was childish. Yeah. Even though she was also invited, yeah. As though they were, like, going to go see the Wiggles or something. Yeah. <laughs> right. I know. Which, honestly, like, go off, man. Yeah. Like, I see the Wiggles. <laughs> so, the top comment is, she had a nose ring and her pants were tight. We all know you're that lady that calls the cops when you see some someone poorer than you in your neighborhood. Yeah. yeah, spot on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I can't imagine how this is the next comment. I can't imagine how insecure you must be that you felt a woman in a server's uniform was overshining you at your own wedding. Yeah. LOL, you're the asshole. Yeah. Because she had on some eyeliner. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And, and earrings on and a flashy ring, whatever the fuck that means. It was probably like her fucking wedding ring yeah, right? or something or like yeah. an engagement ring. Yeah. Like, I don't understand. Okay. I, yeah. This God. person quotes my mother and maid of honor said it's my wedding so I can do as I please. My wedding, my rules applies to things like cake flavors and decorations it doesn't <laughs> yeah. apply to terrorizing a catering company and its employees yeah <laughs> yeah uh and then they quoted i don't want someone overshining me the only thing that outshined you was your insecurity yeah oh damn yeah, yeah like spawn you were so obsessed with how a complete stranger doing her job <laughs> looked that you threatened to call the police to have her removed from her job you're the asshole and you should really unpack all of this with a therapist not reddit yeah because like again what are you calling the cops for she's not trespassing she's not like she's not stealing leave yeah and yeah that's true yeah Yeah. (laughs) even if you did like i 
uh, yeah, I don't know. We both just made the same like blubbering yeah. noise at the same time. Too. I, thought, I still uh, feel I like don't, I don't understand. Even if you had asked someone to leave, I feel like. I don't know. I feel like, because they're not, like, getting married at their house. She made it sound like it was a venue, yeah? Yeah. So I just feel like that's pretty much the equivalent of, like, showing up to a restaurant and being like, if that fucking server doesn't leave, I'm calling the cops. And it's like, they're at work. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You leave. I don't know. Like, yeah, wow. That one. Or maybe, yeah, you should have chosen, like different people to serve you food yeah oh, man yeah you should have had a lineup and said only homely mm. looking girls are allowed to work at my wedding like yeah i can't that's my that's my new favorite fresh cup I, I, i'm I obsessed lo- i love that it's i mean the clown one was real good i was gonna say that's a sh- that's <laughs> but a that very one, like, made me a close. little sad too so this one doesn't make me sad i'm just like because that girl you know that did not i don't think that affected her long term she oh, probably went no. home and laughed and was like what a fucking asshole well in the um didn't she say that like the boss was a girl too you say like I she like the manager she oh, like, maybe i thought because so, i was listening for for a pronoun oh, and okay. i was like oh that's even better that like the manager was a girl she went right back there and said like listen <laughs> this girl's a fucking psycho yeah i don't know <laughs> what so, to tell you i think but... you look real cute yeah i don't know i like... obviously think you look appropriate <laughs> or else i would have sent you home right when you got here yeah. but like she's a crazy bitch yeah and you're cute oh man I don't know. <laughs> yeah i don't know man all right well that is a fresh cup for you a midnight fresh cup yeah and we're gonna go the fuck to sleep yeah <laughs> all right bye, bye. <laughs>